Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm good. I've decided I'm not going to be a radio DJ for very much longer. I'm going to become a street fighting detective, like the brand new video game that's coming out very soon, Judge Eyes. When you say judge eyes, judge you eyes, judge eye with eye, like e y e s yeah, eyes, a judge with eyes, right. judge eyes. <laughs> I'm very excited, what? Chris. This is not a paid-for endorsement of this video game, but basically, Damn. you know, I'm a big fan of the Yakuza games. Uh, I and do. I love Yakuza, Yakuza and um, basically they've got a new video game coming out, and it's the first video game from the people who made Yaku- Yakuza. Um, where they've made it with American and English voices. They've actually got voice actors to uh, revoice yeah. it because of the popularity of Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza 6, because of the popularity time, of those games. They've, they've, they've actually got uh, American and British actors to get involved. And I'm furious. My dream, Chris, is to be in a video game. I tried out for a video game called Fable, the last Fable, but in the end it never got made. Um, so, you know, attaching my name to a project will kill it. I just want to be a voice in a video game that is released somewhere. That's well, all I want. When That's we bring out the <laughs> Abroad in Japan video, video game, game. Pete. <laughs> 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 when we bring out the Abroad in Japan video game, you can have the fame you so sorely deserve. I just want to be Judge Eyes. <laughs> I can't stop shouting it, but I will stop. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I've, I've actually started plotting out on this bit of paper in front of me what the Abroad in Japan video game could be. Oh. But how would that work? What um, could we do? Uh, Natsuki would definitely be a special uh, DLC character. All right, no, I would be the <laughs> DLC be... character. It, obviously, Natsuki uh, and Ryotaro would uh, be definitely be um, characters that are there in the box. Um, but I'd well, be DLC think... for people, well, yeah. for deviants who want no to take their that. adventure further. I mean, Ryotaro would have to have some sort of Risotto minigame. <laughs> he has to eat loads of risotto before he explodes or something. And that's going ever... to have some sort of smoking, smoking game. game. <laughs> to smoke loads yes. of marble red cigarettes. Uh, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That would be great, yeah. We can only dream of such a thing. Anyway. <laughs> I like how you've donated Natsuki to Tokyo Creative. Sort of like, you've sort of went, 
You you deal with him. <laughs> you just so, we, <laughs> we merely see him on top of your crib now because you are literally just like arm's length. This 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 animal could be caged no more. Just you sort him out. He will bite you. Oh, he will bite. Don't feed him after midnight. Just deal with him, all right? <laughs> he he did pretty well at the event the other week. Um, yeah. I, I tell you, we did, a week, uh, did an event in Tokyo to celebrate the end of production for Journey Across Japan. And there yes. was myself, there was Natsuki, there was Ryotaro, Charlotte, oh, Joey, and about 150 people. It looked and, great. Um, yeah, it went really well. It went really well. You were absent, sadly. Even though you were in Taiwan, <laughs> about two hours away, could be bothered to come over. I'm busy. I only get a, I only get a limited holiday, and because the football ramble is uh, touring uh, later this year, I've used pretty much all of my holiday for the year, and I am literally dreaming about coming back to Japan. I'm, I actually had a dream last night because I knew I was recording this podcast this morning, where I was in a woman's house in Japan, and she'd tricked me into coming in her, in her house because she wanted me to see this um, inflatable. Well, no, it was like a, it was an apartment, tiny little Airbnb apartment, and uh, she had tricked me into being in there because she had this inflatable crocodile, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? This, that's, I wanted to see this inflatable. She'd promised me this inflatable crocodile. I was like, this is amazing. What's this inflatable crocodile? Um, but when I got what? there, it it started like eating all of my money. So all of the money out of my pockets started getting sucked out, and it was a trick basically to get all my money. Dreams are invariably very boring, uh, and mine are just as boring as anyone else's, but at least mine had a money-stealing-slash-eating inflatable crocodile. It was very upsetting, Chris. What? Very upsetting. Is that a genuine dream you had? That is a genuine dream must I have had. been. There's no way you could have thought that up on the spot. That's just mental. Bloody thing. I think it was brilliant. a mixture of, because, you know, I think we talked about um, bars uh, and bar games. You would always have pop-up pirate in Japan for some reason. Japan... Uh, yes, bars are obsessed with pop-up pirate for some bloody reason um but the other popular one is the um crocodile teeth one crocodile, and i think we yes, just and yeah. we discussed that on the podcast as well uh, a lot of the bars have those in so yeah interesting the tooth crocodile game where you have to try and grab the crocodile's tooth before it snaps shut mm, and rips your or, hand or, or press it down yeah it's like a randomized i don't know I, i'm fascinated by like um mechanical uh, creations that um seem to have Randomization built in, you know what I mean? There's like Papa Pirate, obviously, every time you play it, it selects a different hall for the Pop Up Pirate to suddenly go, Ah, me bum! You just stabbed me literally in the arse with a big sword. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the teeth thing, again, that's chaotic as well. I don't know how they do it. Well, I'm sure if I took it apart, I could figure it out, but I find uh, engineering uh, very, very interesting. And no one else does. Judge eyes! <laughs> Move on! I'm just captivated. <laughs> I am captivated by the range of topics that have been discussed in the last five to six minutes. Mm. Uh, we've gone from Yakuza to Natsuki to edible, well, not, to, to crocodiles that <laughs> get inflated edibles. and then eat you and take your money. I think I've taken it's some edibles. all a little bit weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ridiculous, but brilliant. There you go. But going back to your point on Natsuki, mm. I haven't kept him at arm's length, although I've just, I guess I've just been too busy. Yeah. I do feel a bit bad because... Um, I think Natsuki's a little bit envious that Ryotaro has been in quite a few videos recently. Oh, he right. always keeps telling me, oh, I want to be in a video. But we just haven't, had, we just haven't found the time. And um, the original plan was to get Natsuki in at the end of Journey Across Japan. I thought, I, I got to Kagoshima and I was expecting him to like pop out of a cupboard and surprise me. I thought like Tokyo Creative might do mm. a big surprise, right? Yeah. And I'd sort of get to the finish line and there would be Natsuki and it'd be brilliant, it'd be magical. But then it turned out there wasn't. So I arrived in Kagoshima, I was in my hotel room, I sort of opened the door thinking, there's going to be Natsuki smoking, and there was nothing. 
except darkness and despair. And think, so that was I the end of that. For, I think you're forgetting how many rental um, cars you you wrote off during your <laughs> during your <laughs> journey across Japan. I think your creators' pockets were empty, quite frankly, after your yeah. smashing <laughs> of bikes, breaking windows, you absolute vandal. Poor old car. Bad behaviour. Poor old car. The things that happened to it. But yeah, no, it was, it was a real shame we couldn't get Natsuki at the end. But oh good news is I am seeing him the week after next. Yay. So I might better put him in the podcast. We can try. I think I don't I, know I how think it works. One day you should do try. a little. One day you should do a little um, Natsuki and uh, and Chris podcast. I mean, you will have to do a, a, a little more heavy lifting uh, than with me. I'd like to think, uh, but in reality, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, how would I open the video? Presented uh, by Chris and top London radio DJ certified Japanophile. What would that become for Natsuki? The greatest living Japanese hairdresser. Natsuki. What's Natsuki's <laughs> second name? Aso. Natsuki Aso. The greatest swordsman. Sword eyes. Scissor eyes. I'd, this is going to happen for the rest of the podcast. Just, <laughs> you're going to find ways of putting the eyes. eyes in everywhere. Bloody annoying person. Speaking of annoying... Uh, the other day, somebody sent me a few people sent me various messages actually about a topic that had come up recently mm. uh, surrounding um, Japanese companies starting to turn away foreign tourists. And I actually saw it in the Asahi Shimbun, Japan's biggest newspaper, uh, an article uh, called "Bad Behavior Forces Facilities to Reject Foreign Group Tourists." Basically, in a nutshell, uh, as you might know, Japan's tourism sector is booming at the moment. Could be due to abroad Japan, um, probably isn't that it's probably the fact it's just a lot cheaper to get japan these days but japan has seen a massive surge in tourists from 8 million people uh, about in 2008 to 30 million people last year however what's happened is a lot of businesses and various places across the country have been swarmed by tourists uh, who have not really paid attention to the rules and have just trashed a lot of places mm. and now various places in japan are kind of fighting back and uh Certainly, there's a, a very beautiful temple in Fukuoka. It's coming up in a video, actually, because I cycled through there. It's called the Nanzoin Temple. And they've got, the I think, the world's largest reclining Buddha, which is just like a giant Buddha who's just leaning Shut on his out. side. It looks really cool. <laughs> um, but they've actually started rejecting um, buses of overseas tourists. They've actually started right. turning people away. And there's now a rule that groups of tourists can't go there. They mm. still let in individual tourists, you know, just people with a couple of friends. But, uh, yeah, like whole buses... Club. Just being turned away. <laughs> it's like it's like being on a being on a on a stag do on a night on a nightclub cl- crawl. Uh, where well, if you like, look it up, the reclining the reclining Buddha looks like he's been on a night out. <laughs> uh, it's a bit bloody good. rich, I, isn't it? I loved it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people have been trashing the temple. Sadly, mm. you get a big bus turn up with thirty people on it. A kind of turn up in a very superficial way, just take some photos, trash everything, then get back on the bus and disappear. So. Mm. I can see why that's an issue, and there were issues in Kyoto. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if we covered it, but the uh, the bamboo forest in Kyoto, a lot of people have been carving their names into the trees, into the bamboo forest. Um, and it's a real shame because the bamboo. I don't think it grows back. I don't think the um, once you've carved something into it, I think it's just there permanently, mm. and the tree's permanently damaged. Uh, and it's also just a very dickish thing to do. Why do people um, do that? So why do, why do people coming at a price? Why do people think everything's like a, a rock bar toilet? You know what I mean? Like it, if you're in a toilet in a rock bar and there's all you just graffiti all over the walls, dig in, knock yourself out, be a Banksy, whatever. <laughs> write write something arsy. 
Um, but people who kind of, you know, just carve their names on stuff, they do it all over the place. It's like, yeah, you were there, take a picture, everyone's got a camera phone now. You know, y- your, your Instagram feed will no doubt be full of pictures of proving that you were there, but you don't have to leave it as you found it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever done it? No. Uh, I, think I, put a lock, it I think I put a lock on a bridge somewhere in Europe, but everyone had locks on the... <laughs> thing where you write your name on it and the lock and then and then somebody goes around and basically lock picks them and gets them off um because uh it basically um defeats the structural integrity of many of the popular um bridges so <laughs> i just picture a whole bridge brought down with one misplaced padlock it's true yeah it's, it's, it's like who would have room. done this such a <laughs> reckless act one padlock they do that here actually they put padlocks on um Fences near temples to symbolise love and magic and relationships. Mm. But I mean, um, in temples they have those little bits of paper, don't they? That you can put like all kinds of not, all kinds of whatever on, can't you? Like prayer for stuff. Yeah. There's another in this story. There was a, a case of an izakaya, a Japanese pub in Kyoto, and the 45 year older, the 45 year old owner, uh, has just started turning groups of foreign travellers away completely um, because. In the past, he, he claims they've just thrown cigarette ash everywhere. They've been really loud and disrespectful. Um, so for three years now, whenever a, a group of more than four or five tourists turns up, overseas tourists, uh, he'll turn them away. He'll say the pub is full. Mm. Um, and so that's something people are worried about spreading. You know, this this might start spreading across Japan, this sort of distaste for foreign tourists and whatnot. Um, in fact, Japan has put a 1,000 yen departure tax on now from January 7th. So when you're leaving Japan, you pay 1,000 yens. I think it's um, rolled into your airport bill. You'd actually have to right. physically get out 1,000 yen, which would be a bit annoying. But they're hoping that will raise 50 billion yen uh, in 2019, and that money will be used to kind of... That will be put into the tourism budget. You'll go back into it, into... Like preparing Japan and making it better for tourists, I basically. cannot imagine how Japan will steal itself for the Rugby World Cup. Now, rugby <laughs> is always um, said to be a game for animals played by gentlemen, um, and, and rugby fans have a real stick in their arse about the differences between them and soccer fans. Soccer fans are uh, thuggish, and they fight, and they're violent, and they are yobbish, uh, but rugby fans are more refined and a little bit more upper class. Um, Definitely. If you've ever been in a place with a load of rugby fans, that ain't the case. Just men in boot-cut jeans with brown shoes braying and shouting. Uh, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people love rugby, and I'm sure it's going to be a great tournament. Uh, but I was in a bar in Kobe um, last couple of days of staying in Japan last time, uh, and three, I think they were actually rugby players because they were they, they wore the bar, basically. They walked in and wore the bar. And you know, like, sometimes in bars you have a little dinger, a little bell. And you ring it, and mm. that means you're buying a shot for everybody in the in the bar. Uh, Absolutely. This this, uh, this um, rugby player came in and went, hey, ding, 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 ding. Uh, and, the, and the owner, uh, rather uh, rather smoothly, went, that means you have to buy even a drink. And you're like, what? Uh, to be fair, though, he did buy even a drink. So, and he was no more. Um, he was, and they were probably no more troublesome than a man who flew for UPS. Uh, who was obsessed with the fact that uh, on his plane, his cargo plane, that he was flying mm. from uh, Osaka to. Um, uh, somewhere in the Midwest, he's like in my cargo. I said, he said, "I said, what's behind? Like, so you got your cargo, and obviously everything's stripped out of the plane. There's no seats. Like, what's back 
behind the cockpit. He's like, man, there's like a life flat sort of business seat so you can get some sleep, uh, but there's also a work workout area where you can uh, you can do some uh, you can do some sit ups. And I'm like, really? Like, is that <laughs> do you just in the middle of a flight just go back and do some push ups or something? <laughs> Sounds like the dream. The dream, flying a plane and going back there and doing a bit of uh, <laughs> doing a bit of uh, sit ups. <laughs> doing a bit of sit-ups mm. <laughs> it's the it is very, term for sit-ups it is very it? early here it is very early here for me I have just woken up it's <laughs> a shocking excuse um, but yeah I don't think I don't think this will be an issue going forward um, I don't think just just all I say to you is if you come into Japan just be respectful wind it don't in fuck about and be annoying it's pretty obvious what to do and what not to do although if you don't know what not to do check out my video made it a year ago it's got like mm. 10 million views it's quite good but shamelessly plugging my own videos but uh, yeah you? I don't know just be just it's, it's fairly obvious you know I remember I was in a I was in a bar the other night and there were some British tourists just being complete dickheads just being sick everywhere and throwing drinks all over the place um, just don't do that be yeah. just be respectful, don't be a muppet. I remember some uh, British officials came and spoke to me, well, I went and visited them in Tokyo uh, about a year or two ago, and they were talking to me about the Rugby World Cup, and they sort mm. of said, uh, can you make a video telling foreigners not to be dickheads? And I said, well, I've kind of already done it, and my what-not-to-do video anyway, but mm. there's, there's definitely some fear. I can feel the fear of, uh, of certain foreign governments and the way their people might act in uh, in Japan during the Rugby World Cup and certainly during the Olympics as well. Oh mate, I um, mean, I, I mean, kick out time in the uh, in the uh, karaoke place on the corner. There is there <laughs> are some people who have done a bit too much um, nomi sugi or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so you know, and there is enough uh, Japanese people falling about the street uh, outside the karaoke bar, but you know. It's it's they're not quite as uh, boisterous or loud or uh, I guess nobody understands what they're saying. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Japanese people just get drunk and then fall over and fall asleep like on yeah, a train. Whereas exactly. foreigners just keep going and going and going. They um, don't know when the so, party's over. That's right. But there you go. Just be careful. I, I think it's more big groups. And, mm. you know, I, th- I think most of the criticism that I've seen is aimed at Asian tourists as well, actually, um, as opposed to Western tourists. I don't know why that is. I think the rule... I think maybe certain cultures in Asia are just slightly less polite or not that big on politeness. Um, and so they don't care. But mm. there you go. Some of them love a spit. Just I've pay a thousand yen I've seen, I've seen people, like, spit in airports on, like, carpeted floors. I'm like, where do you think that spit's going to go? It's crazy. It's going to into spit. the ground. <laughs> it's crazy. We now turn our attention to the fax machine, though. Uh, what have we Ooh, got, la, la. Um We have got... <clears throat> I was taking a sip of my very um, syrupy coffee. It was disgusting. Um, hello to... <laughs> it's a long one, so it comes from... Well, I don't think we've got a name on the first one, Chris. Shit. If you can, if you I can, think it's uh, the first time we've got a name. Oh, on my word. Facts. I'm going to invent a name. And that name is, quite characteristically, going to be Mr. Judge Eyes. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. Love the <laughs> podcast. It's a great way to relax during my breaks whilst working as a doctor in London. My girlfriend and I were lucky enough to go on our first trip to Japan in February. Whilst in Tokyo, uh, we got to put some of your top tips into practice. Having chosen an izakaya that looked buzzing from the outside, we opened the doors to a sudden lull in the conversation. A man sitting at the bar swapped seats so we could sit down and shouted, INTERNATIONAL! <laughs> it took a while Naturally. finding something to talk about until we settled into one of, some, uh, one of Chris, Chris's suggestions. Fat jokes. Uh, through Google Translate, we went on to learn about the man's problems with neutral fat and discovered that our dog, uh, a Shih Tzu uh, Maltese cross, was a hafu. Um, uh, people bought us drinks and the Izakaya Zola took our photo before giving us paper lanterns as a present of uh, international friendship. Uh, we had a great night and we had owed all to the knowledge that Japanese people love to talk about people's weight. So there you go. That's a really good piece of advice. Do a joke about being a bit chunky. <laughs> I love the way that how that question sort of fits into the narrative of what we've just discussed. <laughs> In one hand, uh, an, an Izakaya public bar owner is turning away foreigners, saying it's full. On the other mm. hand, they're just they're welcoming foreign <laughs> tourists into their bar by shouting out the word international. International. And brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that's that's nice. That's great. I'm glad. I don't know what what's what's neutral fat. I think it's just... No uh, is it just fat that <coughs> collects around the, um, the tum-tum and the side-side? Um, uh, we've all got that. a bit. We've all got a bit. I, tr- I did a bit of uh, running around in the, in the gym for the first time. Uh, I started going to the gym this time last year um, just doing weights. And for the first time uh, in a year, I actually went on, like, a running machine. And my knees are shot. Um, and, yeah, it's really hard work. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's no Good more man. Branch of my podcast, that's why. Or if suddenly Natsuki well, then we'll have to get, <laughs> get then we'll have to <laughs> press ahead with getting Natsuki on board. Yeah, would just be an awkward conversation that takes place in half English, half Japanese, and half cigarette. Um, so <laughs> yeah, don't die, don't die yet. And uh, I feel it's important to reveal the person's name. I found it while we were reading that out. I found the name. It's Philip uh. Oddy. It's not Hello. Mr. Judge Eyes or whatever it was. It's Philip Oddy. Well done, Philip. Philip Oddy, uh, presumably his first letter, the first letter of his first name, P and Oddy. Welcome to the pod, Poddy. 
That's too early. It is too early in the morning, isn't it? It is too early in the morning. For you. Dear, oh dear. Uh, well done, Philip, for being international. Um, the next question is the from uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Hi, Chris and Pete. <laughs> God. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. My name is Johnny from Northern Ireland, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been loving the strange stories from other people's experiences, and I thought I'd share my own. Uh, on a trip over in 2016 in Japan, I was standing outside Akihabara Station uh, at the Electric Town entrance. I was sending messages back home to family before I went exploring and a random salary man in his in his mid 40s came up to me and said in broken english me so hungry please 200 yen i said no i said nothing i said no thinking he was just trying to get some money out of me being a silly foreigner but he wouldn't stop asking so eventually i relented and i gave him his precious 200 yen he thanked me and then he walked off I continued sending my messages home, and five minutes later, the same man came back with some mochi, uh, some some rice cake, and offered me some. I politely declined, and he shouted, Itadkimas! Very loudly, I walked away with a very big smile on his face. I broke out in laughter, <laughs> and it made my day, the fact he came back with something to eat. Johnny. Uh, and those of you wondering what Itadkimas means, that's kind of just what you say before you eat in Japan. It means, I humbly receive. Yeah, and that's what he did. He humbly received the two hundred yen mochi. Amazing! I love that a lot. I like the way that he sort of came back with um, to share some of the ridiculous amount of food he got for two hundred yen. Let's make that very clear. What's that like? One pound forty, something like that. One pound sixty. One pound forty. Incredible. About that. Two dollars. One pound forty. Comes back with more mochi to share. Is I mean, well, is this a homeless man or a salary man? Because it's quite unheard of. For what's interesting is both salary men and homeless people. I've I don't think I've ever been approached by either to ask for anything. So mm. presumably, maybe it was a homeless guy dressing up as a salary man, trying to get some money. I don't know. Oh, I don't do know. Think? Yeah, I've never been asked for money, even by uh, homeless people. To be to be fair, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the situation is there. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I've never had that situation before. But um, well done, that man, for coming back and offering a bit of food. Well, certainly, there's certainly a lot of homeless in Tokyo. Mm. Uh, topic for another day. But uh, they keep to themselves, they really do. And they don't very rarely interact with people, actually. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's a nice, that's a nice story, though, isn't it? Somebody, somebody sort of said um, that um, why there are... Um, why you don't see quite so many homeless people in Japan, and it's something to do with their... They have more, like, um... The idea of, like, an asylum is a little bit more accepted out there. Like, we sort of get... Yeah, well, for for people with mental health problems, they have... um, Really? I I think there's more... uh, I'm almost certain this is correct, but if this is wrong, someone will no doubt uh, correct me almost immediately via Twitter or on the emails or whatever. But um, I'm fairly certain that whereas we gave up asylums and and places where we'd sort of stick people who had uh, mental problems and sort of gave it up for a, a kind of care in the community, try and reintroduce people back into society. I guess maybe because the infra- the infrastructure just isn't there for for, for the Japanese. Um, there's more of a there's more of a care like care in home or care in asylum system um, out there. So that's why you don't see um, people with you know massive mental problems on the streets of Japan, and that's why um, you don't see quite so many homeless people. I don't know about asylums. What I do know is there's lots of there is lots of cheap accommodation for homeless people, right. or like really really like low price, where you get like a tiny little room the size of a wardrobe, and you can like sort of live in there at a really low price. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's something to definitely discover and explore and discuss mm. in a future episode. Well, let's do that. 
It's a heavy subject, but it's an important one, I think, in many ways. Um, we got an email. Chris, from the fax machine. I, I love that you, you're sort of <laughs> nudging this one over to me. Damn uh, you. No, I, Damn can, you. I, can read, right. I can read this one. That's fine. Did I read the last one? I can't remember. You've... You've got the nice voice. You've got the nice voice. I've got a, a voice Give the people what they want. That, that at some point will sneeze, so because uh, I've got a terrible sniffle. <laughs> um, Craig, Craig, we'll listen anticipation. Touch. Hello, Craig. Um, I just got back from uh, the first of uh, hopefully many trips to Japan. I had a great time in Komoto, Kyoto, and T- Tokyo. I got to meet Chris and Natsuki and Ryotaro at the meetup. Never, uh, never mind. Um, a few days after, whilst in Tokyo, I was walking um, from around the Senjuji area to the Sky Tree. On the way there, I went past a Buddhist temple, uh, Nichiren Soshu uh, Josenji Temple, and there was a bloke outside offering free tours. I thought, why not take him up on the offer, uh, as I'd visit a few sh- other shrines and temples. So we go inside, and he's telling me uh, about the history of the temple, and another volunteer uh, has joined and is telling me about Buddhism. Uh, their English was good, but not like tour guide level, so I was having to work out what they meant a lot, but a uh, free tour, can't complain. We made our way to the prayer room, and uh, he explained the altar and the means behind everything in the room. He also demonstrated the prayers, and I joined in with uh, them because I wanted to be polite, and they asked me to. Then they started showing me some pictures of different temples, uh, rituals, and ceremonies. Being polite, I kept saying yes and trying to show my interest in them. At some point, they must have asked if I wanted to join, but I must have misunderstood or misheard, and I just replied yes to be polite. So the next thing I know, this Buddhist priest, probably the uh, wrong term comes in, and starts contacting, uh, starting a ceremony, basically. Uh, the guides gave me a little book with prayers in kanji and romanji, uh, romaji, and... Um, and I had to follow along like karaoke. I had to go up to the front and I got tapped on the head by the priest with a roll of paper, which I recognised from one of the pictures the volunteer showed me as the joining ceremony, like a christening, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. After the ceremony, <laughs> the volunteers both congratulated me and some others who came into the uh, prayer also um, uh, pulled over and uh, congratulated me. I had to write my name on some forms and they gave me some prayer beads and I had uh, a nice bag for them, um, along with a book with prayers in. I had to put a coin in an envelope up and write my name on it, so the whole experience only cost me 100 yen. Cheaper than a rice ball. Uh, I'm, not worried, I'm not worried about the experience, because uh, it was quite interesting, and I got a funny story out of it. I told the people at the hostel I was staying about it, and showed them the stuff I was given, and they've never heard of this happening before. Has this happened to anyone you know before? <laughs> no, I think is, the, is probably the uh, response. I almost know that it's going to come out of Chris, uh, and, and certainly at uh, my end, I've never heard of that before. That's incredible. It's like, it reminds me of like the sign... I, I live around the corner from the um, Harry Krishnas who go around town um, they'll sort of hand you a book uh, and you think it's a free book and once you grab hold of that book um, they demand money because they've got to keep their temple going but they're um, but I hear the Harry Krishnas coming past my uh, window daily um, and they have such beautiful voices and such beautiful music that I think I might possibly at some point join the Harry Krishnas because they sound so beautiful Uh, but they also have um, what else we've also got the Scientologists up the road as well who do similar sort of thing Uh, do you want to do a personality test you feel you look a bit depressed come in here and find out why you should definitely do it Pete Uh, I should definitely join the Scientologists well I'm in the media so I should I should join the Scientologists see what uh, see what that's all about It's I just it's amazing, isn't it? If you just say yes to something yeah. and then you walk in through a door all kinds of and trouble. mayhem unfolds mm. like you did to Craig, you know, this is like a but the equivalent of baptism but in Buddhism. <laughs> and I've I I this has not happened to anyone that I know. No. So Craig, you certainly had a bit of an adventure there. Incredible. And again, that's quite interesting in contrast to the uh, the temple earlier where people were being turned away. In this one, 
for 100 yen, you get baptised as a Buddhist. Mm. Bargain. And what an adventure. Yeah, that's cheaper than, like... It, I, I, I mean, I went to Catholic school, but I'm not a Catholic, and I guess if you... Um, <laughs> I guess the collection plate, you'd have to put a bit of money in every week there, and, you know, it's uh, that that's probably going to cost you. So, yeah, it's probably the most um, money per god worth it. <laughs> money per god. Well, I mean, you could buy it. half a rice cake with that. <laughs> you so could, exactly. Sorted. <laughs> what would you rather have for 200 yen? Uh, mochi rice cake... Or two baptisms, one for you and one for your friend Dave. Don't know. Let us know at uh, abroadjapanpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And do let us know. That I've, I'm still sitting here with my paper thinking about what the Abroad in Japan video game could be. Mm. What could that look like? Paint yeah. a picture for us, ladies and gentlemen. Send, us, send in your ideas uh, in the same way you sent in your ideas for the tattoo that I've yet to do, yes. but I'm still weighing up. Maybe, maybe all the people um, who... The 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 the, the Abroad Japan podcast um, email us or fax machiners uh, have um, experienced or ran into. They could be like side quests. So you could have the man with the mochi rice ball. You could have the um, <laughs> the religious people trying to indoctrinate you and trying to sign you up. Fantastic. Maybe the maybe the mochi could be the body of Christ. Nice soft body of Christ. <laughs> or would what be would bud- be the blood? Probably be bu- probably be Buddha though, wouldn't it? Because he's got a nice squidgy belly. Mochi. Imagine a Buddha made out of mochi. That'd be. I'd love to eat that. That'd be delicious. Delicious God. Well, that could be a, a mission in the game. But <laughs> Find I, the I, edible yeah. God. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great place to end it with Ooh. that thought in mind. But uh, for now, guys, that is. Uh, we'll be back same time next week. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be waiting here right back for you next Wednesday or Thursday. Not even I know when this podcast goes out. It's one of those two days, but have a good one. Judges. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.